Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. Donald Trump, the first time I tried it, it came out retarded, man. Like my other wife laughed at me. I was like, I'm dead president. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's like if Donald Trump so was I, deaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I had to watch Saturday Night Live and I think it was yeah. Stephen Baldwin. And Alex after Baldwin, a while, oh when I started God. seeing so Alec, and, and he had it just dialed in perfect. And so mine is actually an interpretation of him doing Trump. You can't, listen, and, and, you can't be, you can't go wrong with the best. Yes. I, yes, I don't, I, I had seen a lot of Trump impersonations, and I think Alec Baldwin has, I mean, it's definitely up in the top. Yeah, he, he absolutely owns it. And- you need three hobbies, um, the yep. trifecta, which is the, uh, do you know what they are? Uh, I I know, you know, I've heard of it and I don't remember it off the top of my head. So yeah. I'm going to put my fingers up and you run so, them down. Okay. So there's the hobby, which is a jobby, the one that pays you. Then there's the hobby, which is your creative. And then there's the hobby, which is like for your body, like mm-hmm. athletic, like in mine is martial arts. So the big question is this. How are creators like us, who aren't built for the 9 to 5, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Creators. I am joined today by... Actor and entrepreneur Heath Hine, thank you for being on the show, man. A Woods Boss Brewing. I'm having the Coastal Companion San Diego-style lager. Super good. And they're Denver-based, and they are awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Heath, you have many things going on. Um, what, if on the kind of on the film side of things, what got you originally interested in acting and kind of motivated you to pursue it as a career? Okay, well, thanks. That's a good question. Um, uh, I'll dive right in by saying, like, when I was young, I was always um, kind of center of attention, class clown. Um, so I always kind of liked uh, performing and because I thought I, I liked the joy that it brought to people. And, and I didn't do it in a mean manner where I was making fun of people. I'd make fun of self kind of like, you know, comedians do. Yeah. Um, and you bring to light those things. So um, very early on, that's, that's what I, I um, aspired to. And I enjoyed, I didn't know that I wanted to be an actor. And uh, when I was in high school, um, I was a super senior, which means I, I was a senior twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second year that I was a senior, um, uh, I discovered electives. I was that dense. I was like, what the hell's an elective? <laughs> oh, I get to choose a class. Well, I think I'll take, uh, what did I take? I took, uh, um, uh, 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 what is it? It was tumbling, but it was gymnastics. I took gymnastics. Yeah, yeah. That was real fun. And, uh, took some, uh, some wood shop and then, uh, took, uh, uh, theater class. And when I took that theater class, um, I was in class for, 
all of three days and the teacher, and it was very tense because I was in there and I might've looked like a jock one. So they didn't really like me. <laughs> the, the, the nerds in theater class didn't like me. Um, and, and they were cliquish and they knew one another, but they didn't know me. And I was also like, hey, can I cuss on here or not? Oh yeah. You, oh, oh, I was a fuck up. So <laughs> since I, since I was a fuck up, I mark kinda, every episode explicit, didn't... whether they're swearing or not just to cover my ass. <laughs> so, so since i was a fuck up uh they, they also probably looked down on me like that like this second year senior what's he doing in class yeah, yeah. we're all like they, they were in so on the third day uh the teacher i think it's mr mullen she comes to me and she says you know i don't think this class is working out for you i was like <laughs> okie dokie and i left she kicked so, you out <laughs> most people yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, so most people um, would like have like, oh, my dreams dashed, but I didn't right. know I wanted to be an actor. Mm. However, that became the very fire that drove me to really pursue this in, in life. And from that point, it was, um, uh, what was it? Uh, got a high eight camcorder, started making little SNL type skits nice. with my friends then um, tried some public access, then got an agent with Kathy True at Maximum, who later went to uh, Radical with her and, and, and Patty. He was doing all the commercials for like a decade and then discovered um, uh, where I really had like a, uh, a, a, a fork in the road to choose from was I auditioned for a student film for Hank Braxton at Colorado Film School and I, I booked the lead. And bro, from there, it just, it blew my mind because we were at the student film screening. Ours was the last film of the night. Everybody stood and applauded, whether it was for us or not. Um, and uh, and it set me on this trajectory of just uh, student films. And I yeah. did about a hundred student films at Colorado wow. Film School. And then, and then after that, it was just independent, independent, independent. And that's where I, that's where I sit now, man. It's all independent film and you're a busy man you got you were talking about a few projects you have coming up like it's or even even that are in post-production you're you're chasing it down and by the way some of those creative titles i've ever heard i, I love it <laughs> you could you could mention them if you'd like to 100 percent. i'll mention my, them my notes yeah you you uh hold up you sent it to me earlier but some of these titles are amazing all right so we got <clears throat> I have, to, I have to clear my throat to say these correctly. <laughs> Kung Fu Hatchet Man and the Zombie slay, uh, zombie Slavers be up from Beyond Space. Yes, with Mark Grove. He's the, <laughs> he's the creator of that. Jurassic Thunder, which I have uh, seen get some love on, uh, on socials because it's just so crazy. <laughs> yeah, with Milko. <laughs> and I get to play three characters in that. I, actually, I played Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of which, of I mean, some of it. my favorite stuff from you has been with Kevin Ward through uh, you playing Satan and you playing Donald Trump, and there is so much stuff that you've had just a blast with, uh, with the very talented uh, previous guest that was on this, Kevin Ward. Yeah, with Kevin, it's been a real fun thing, man. Um, uh, just a segue. Mm -hmm. um, I met Kevin in 2009 working on a haunted house and I was directing one of the sides of the house. My yeah. wife was directing one side. I directed the other. Um, and I met him there and 
I kept telling him, I was like, dude, this work that you guys do on these haunted houses, it's phenomenal. Oh, it's it shouldn't insane. be, it shouldn't be just like left in the dark for, for that one month. It's like, no, put this stuff on film, man. Yeah. And so after coaxing and pulling him for a while, uh, one day serendipitously, we met at the, uh, the, we didn't meet. He was at Subway and I was at Subway uh, in Rhino before Rhino blew up. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was like, dude, are you going to do this? And I bought his sandwich. I was like, are you going to do this? You need to do this in film. And then he went to the bug theater and he was working with that Jimmy Lee Combs and yeah. he was working with a bunch of people. And, um, and then all of a sudden, man, he just, he, he was, he was doing film, 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 film. And, and this he's is where he up. sits he's right now. Killing it, man. He's, he did face off. He did so much stuff. Like it's, I, and, yeah. and it makes sense because his work is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is. I hear tell that he might uh, start doing some more stuff in Georgia. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That makes so, yeah. Everybody's going to Georgia. I know. I know. Everybody's <laughs> going to Georgia. <laughs> um, so what of, the, so, of the, all the, the vast characters that you've played, you have some favorites? Um, certainly uh, the Donald Trump. Which yeah. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to talk like Donald Trump. The first time I tried it, it came out retarded, man. Like my other wife laughed at me. I was like, I'm the president. And she's like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Okay. It's like if Donald Trump so was I, deaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I had to watch Saturday Night Live and I think it was yeah. Stephen Baldwin. And Alec after a while, oh when I God. started seeing so Alec, and, and he had it just dialed in perfect. And so mine is actually an interpretation of him doing trump you can't listen and, and, you can't be you can't go wrong with the best yes i yes, i don't dude. i i had seen a lot of trump impersonations and i think alec baldwin has i mean it's definitely up in the top yeah he he absolutely owns it and so what I, what i've found and for any actors that might be watching is sometimes if if we can't perform or if we want to emulate somebody we don't necessarily have to emulate them because what is it? Uh, some of the, well, some of the truest things are said in jest and then uh, imitation is one of the best forms of flattery. Mm -hmm. And when we mock and or, and or imitate, then sometimes what we're doing is we're, we're really paying attention to the idiosyncrasies of an individual. And, um, and the point being is that if I couldn't do Trump, then I do the next best thing to him, which was the Alec Baldwin which got me closer to him. And, and Hey, as much as I don't like Trump, man, I kind of admire the guy in some capacity for just fucking speaking his mind and yeah. telling it like it is. And all of us, all of us could learn at least that from him, that if we shut things down, if we push things down, it's only going to come out wrong, whether yeah. democratic or Republican, if we, if we harbor and, uh, uh, uh and fester on thoughts, it's almost it's almost a good thing to say hey fuck you man i don't like well you. and i mean i feel like that's part of too like an acting exercise it's kind of just word diarrhea like just saying you know saying anything that yes. comes to your mind it, it yeah it really kind of is um and then uh and then phonetics is what i i think it's phonetic is uh like how you hear yeah um and i've always been good at like mockery and mimicry um, and so I pick that up from people. And so what I typically do, so like my, my, uh, Christopher Walken, mm -hmm. I just use like one phrase in my, in my vocabulary that I know of him from, from, uh, 
Balls of Fury. Oh, oh um, such a good! Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. such an underrated, amazing movie. It's like flew under the radar somehow. It's one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Agreed. <laughs> and and so what I do is I use one phrase, and that phrase sets me up for um like the pitch and tone of my dialogue thereafter. So yeah. for him, it's like. Uh, well, part of sudden death uh, didn't you understand and then all of a sudden we're having a conversation you know and i get and it gets me in that in that yeah, zone yeah, absolutely <laughs> big so, bong but... or as the chinese say <laughs> ping pong <laughs> that's a great movie man so good I, oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah see and and then my wife and i were talking about this how in this in this sad cancel cancel culture society of like where you know everybody's getting like um lambasted for just just spoofing on stuff man yeah. we can't do we seem we feel like we can't do it anymore without backlash uh or retribution or something and um we were just talking about like so many of the movies that couldn't be made again man like mm-hmm. the uh tropic tropic thunder and um all of the comedies of the 90s bro yeah they, yeah they, they won't like try they to can't... cancel you like 10 20 years later and you're just like no it's already it's done yeah. like this is this is out and this was hilarious and accepted in its time but no i agree yeah. i mean just the the level of i mean scared for creators like you got to be able to you know have your voice and speak your truth yeah well and see that's the thing back to the mimicry right or the mockery um some of the truest things are said in jest i think that okay so here we're white guys talking right but um you could say the black jokes or the gay jokes or the uh uh, misogynistic jokes or something like that and um not be again lambasted or something like that but i do think if i want to i want to look at it from both perspectives so i understand it seems insensitive and it is insensitive but I also think that some of the comedians like the Richard Pryors and the George Carlins and stuff, dude, those guys fucking break down walls. 100%. They address the problems and the issues um, uh, head on, head on, man. <laughs> and I think, and, and, I think it is still, there are still projects where that is, you know, being made. Do you uh, think it's, pre- it's happening? I do. I, uh, God, I'm trying to think of one. Oh, I mean, uh, the, the latest uh, Bill Burr movie called uh, Old Dads. Um, really watch it. faces the current state of parenting and this kind of gentle this because I, I think there's a there's a line between gentle parenting and just be just letting your kid run all over you um and yeah. they really like in a funny way like you watch it and if you you know are any sort of strict parent whatsoever you're cringing uh with how these kids are are talking to people and how the parents are treating other parents but it's like re- it really really like true and honest look at what it's like to be a parent right now because it's it's insane um it's really really hard with again the cancel culture and the like the i'm triggered for whatever the hell reason um even if you weren't there when something happened like i I just it was it was a kind of a breath of fresh air from bill burr's voice nice man i'm gonna have to check that one out i'm gonna have to check that out (laughs) it was good (laughs) oh and and it's you know what's cool though man think about like us okay again we're we're white male i don't know if you're a parent are you a parent yeah okay i'm not a parent i think the world's too damn crazy yeah no i I respect that so much 
I'm a man of faith, but I think this world's too screwed up, man. I don't oh, have yeah. hope in it. <laughs> we uh no, it's it's oh. I don't ever fault anybody for not wanting kids because like I completely get it. I like we don't, you know, this is an insane word to bring kids into and uh yeah, oh, well. you know, it's we're doing our best to kind of stay away from all the craziness, but that's it's hard to navigate. And 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 I think the sad thing is that like there is kind of a war for our minds, dude. I I hope that most people have come to the conclusion that hey, it don't matter if you're watching CNN and it works you up, or you're watching Fox News and it works you up. It's all working us up, and Correct. we need to stop that. It's we need well, to be it's like, not, hey, you're it's my not news anymore. It's one. It's uh, on both sides, by the way. It is like propaganda. maybe five minutes of news of what actually happened, and then the other twenty three hours is opinions on that which is not news it's yeah. just to get you pissed off which absolutely absolutely so it's all opinion and it's all it's all spun up and spinsters and yeah and then all of a sudden we have too many people who are at each other's throats when we should just be human because honestly we're not the elite we're not the ones making all the bank and making all the rules yeah, we're down here. We're way down here, either as as a, a democratic or or uh, um, what's it called? Either either democratic or the uh, uh, progressives making content and film and creation and all that stuff. And we're down here warring. And then you got the people who are Republicans who are down here warring. They're just yeah. it, it's like that is there's a meme about. And I don't know why we got on this. No, this is great, there's, dude. There's I, a meme I, about it can go anywhere it wants to. <laughs> there, there, there's a meme about uh, like this the, the king standing up above all the peasants, and he's like, he's just talking about, well, that guy's got a red hat, and this guy's got you know yeah. a, a rainbow flag, and all they're doing is pitting us against each other. And come on, let's let's get back to, dude. I'm I hope we're a dichotomy, you and I, because again, we're white businessman middle eight uh, middle age 45 46 you're not you're like 28 38 28 <laughs> i wish <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, um and and but so the dichotomy is that we're businessmen we're businessmen and we're we're entrepreneurs so that would be in the republic zone mm -hmm. it really would because most people think that hey in order to be business you got to be greedy and all this and that's not true those are lies but we could still strive for more for your life your your home and your children my exactly. my life my wife um and that's not bad democrats that's not bad for me to want or do that yeah on and, that actually and oh no okay keep going keep going you have you you and, beautiful point and, here and and we're also creators we're also being creative and doing this stuff so um uh fuck you republicans for thinking pointing any or labeling me in any capacity for being a creative mm -hmm. come on these are very good people that i work with dude i've been i've yes there's some idiots in this industry and you try to avoid them and navigate by them but um but uh, uh most people that i've met man everybody is helpful and and uh leg up and stuff uh um i don't know it, it's it's a family it really yeah. is so. no and, and honestly on that like with the Tell people, so what got you started in the entrepreneurial journey? What drew you into that and um, kind of what inspired? Because it's, you know, it's a similar to acting. That's one of the toughest roads you can take. Yeah. Um, funny enough, my wife had said when we first got together, because I was pursuing, oh, I was pursuing acting. I was pursuing my business. And I was also being more entrepreneurial because I had properties. I would I had bought mm. properties from 01 to 07, lost four of them in 08. Oh. 
So, so I, so I hit hard in the crash, dude. I was the God. stripper in the big short <laughs> right, you know, right. where she was like, I was just buying houses left and right. And no, these yeah, were subprime mortgages and I got screwed. But yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. That, that's, uh, that's insane. So, uh, for, for the people that don't know, what is your business? Uh, Clearview windshield repair. How do I show windshield, my Yeah, Yeah, there we go. <laughs> windshield repair the man is in good um, business in colorado here we have a lot of rocks going into windshields yes <laughs> i i fix crack um oh so there it is yeah that's i don't know why i couldn't get that right it's opposite <laughs> um so uh what got me into windshield repairs was um my stepfather who uh, came into my life when i was 13 um and uh he had been doing windshield repairs since 1970 mm. and so um, I learned from him and when I graduated, uh, uh, high school, then I worked for him. I worked for him for three years. He sold the business and I started Clearview. Oh yeah. So, so it's been really good. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and that's important too, because it's, it's, you have the, you know, as you said, kind of before you got on, uh, or before we, we started here, like the windshield business is the bills and the acting is the heart, which is, but you have to have both. Like you can't like, that's something I've really yes. realized in the last couple of years is like money needs to be made to keep a roof over and, and food in the fridge. And, you know, having, you can do the passion projects, which is fine, but you have to be able to survive. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's what I say is, uh, that I have windshield repairs pays my wallet, uh, pays my heart. There you go. Um, but it's not to say some people haven't found their passion and that's very lucrative to them. That's, that's yeah. certainly a way, but I, I've, I've, uh, run both of these down the road for 24 years each. And I feel that, you know, slow and steady and keep at it and, um, ha has been, has been of benefit. And I did come across another meme. Here we are all meme, meme, meme. Dude, um, that's how I live my uh, life too. One of the meme. I know you have to, you have to explain, Hey, did you see this meme? Um, the, the meme I saw was like hobbies. You need three hobbies. Um, the yep. trifecta, which is the, uh, do you know what they are? Uh, I'm, the, I know, like you the, know, I've heard of it and I don't remember it off the top of my head. So yeah. I'm going to put my fingers up and you so, run them down. Okay. So there's the hobby, which is a jobby, the one that pays you. Then there's the hobby, which is your creative and then there's a hobby, which is like for your body, like mm -hmm. athletic, like in mine is martial arts. And I got back into it. Thanks to Mark Grove and uh, and everybody else who's helped me along the way to get back to martial arts. I was out of it for 15 years and I joined again uh, four months ago. Hell yeah, dude. And and it's necessary because I know you're an athletic guy. You've been on American Ninja Warrior. I sure have. Yeah, I was on right? uh, three seasons back in the day. Uh, yeah, two two seasons in Denver and then one in Kansas City. And what's funny is uh, with the kids, I don't really have time to train parkour anymore. But what I've gotten into, because again, you need that hobby to, you know, for me, I need I need the thing that makes me sweat and makes me smile. Uh, another saying, but uh, hockey, ice hockey. Nice, man. Yeah, I play, I play non-contact really uh, a couple. I play three times a week and. It says it's non-contact, but there's some bumps and stuff for sure. But uh, it's, dude, I'm, I mean, I, I had a game today. Like it was, it's, it's fantastic. Shoot, man, that's really cool. I know, uh, like Hank Braxton, he, he plays hockey. I'm not sure if he still does, but it's important for us to, um, have something that is, you know, uh, it works our body out. It's, yeah. it's just 
uh, harmonious for, um, you know, every other aspect of our life. And the one aspect that I've been trying to really pursue and get uh, much better at is uh, finance, because mm-hmm. sadly, schools aren't going to teach us how to how to no. work anything more than a checkbook, right? Um, so we have to we have to pursue money, man, we have to, we have to pursue how to be good with it. Um, well, and, and the education around it, like it's seriously such a missed, I mean, like teaching, investing, teaching all that stuff in school, like you need to have it. And it's, that's something as an adult that I, you know, I've, I feel like I've put and I'm always learning on stuff, but I feel like I put my 10,000 hours in on filmmaking a bit. I'm, Oh, you know, obviously I'm still at the very beginning of like where it can get to, but I want to get my 10,000 hours in on learning about finance and how to actually grow wealth. Yeah. Um, bro, I, I think I did it in the past six years. I did a Dave Ramsey course with nice. my wife and, and bro, we paid off. Um, I shit you not. We haven't been on the Ramsey show, but we paid off $200,000 in debt in the past uh, five years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. One, the very last one was 52,000 for her, uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, her college, uh, University yeah. of Phoenix. Yet another predatory, predatory type uh, thing because they take unsuspecting young people who are going into college yeah. and they just bombard you. Well, you need this, 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 and this, and before you know it, it's a hundred k. I had, I mean, we had kind and, of and a, a. This is actually, I don't know if I've told this publicly, but um, we, I got, I should say, I, I got roped into a really bad uh, car loan a couple years ago. Um, for a Subaru that ended up taking kind of a shit. And um, what ended up happening is because my credit, you know, wasn't good to start with. I was like, I, the only way I can see out of this is because uh, we owed uh, 8,000 on it, which is just, you know, it, it basically I've been paying for it for like, yeah. paying on it for like a year. That number had not gone down. Um, it was just like, this is going to sink us. So got it uh, voluntarily repossessed to get it out and then let the uh the time on paying that for like the rest of it go to collections because i knew that they would settle ended up only paying uh 3500 of the 8k and got it out from and you got to keep the vehicle no 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 it was a terrible vehicle or or, or no uh (laughs) yeah turn the vehicle in turn it in 3500 on an eight thousand instead of eight thousand yeah because we let it go to collections and let and, and we knew that they would settle yeah. See, and, and, and that's my thing, credit, man, is, but my um, credit was already shit. So it was like, okay, I'll build it back up, you know? Yeah. Um, and you got it built back up. I'm at like seven, seven forty. Not now. quite there yet. Um, <laughs> it's still below well, 600. Remember, but I'm getting there. remember, <laughs> remember I lost, I lost those four properties yeah. back in 08, 09, man. That was massive. And it was a $650,000 bankruptcy. Oh, you, straight, you actually was, declared bankruptcy? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, man. how are you going um, to get out uh, from under so, that? That's insane. Yeah, so what happens is they get rid of, they su- short sell my properties that I had and anything that was left over that they didn't get in the short sale became deficiency, which mm. meant I owed that. Um, and so they come after me and then and then I bankrupted. And and so, you know, uh, again, back to, back to Donald Trump, this guy bankrupted many times. And I don't know if it's just the game to play and I'm not saying that it is, that it's what we ought to do because it's 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 it wreaks havoc on your life and your heart and everything to do yeah. this stuff, um, and we just can't afford to make the I can't make that mistake again at 46. You can't make that mistake again at 
uh, 29 um, <laughs> <laughs> because because of your family's sake man it's important yeah. a righteous man stores up for his family a righteous man stores up for his children and his children's children and a righteous man cares for his own household first or he's worse than a non-believer and mm-hmm. these are a bunch of things that i started learning and and and, and uh piecing together with my financial affairs of the right and right, the righteous way to be a steward of my income and my finances, because mm-hmm. then I can be a better giver. Yeah, no, and exactly. Anyway, this, I and I, that's yeah. the other thing too. I think on this conversation is that um, money doesn't. What was it? Money is not evil. It just reveals who you really are. So if you're yeah. a good person, you're going to be a better person with money. And if you're a terrible person, you're damn sure going to be more terrible with money. So I think, you know, the ability to have financial freedom, the ability to, you know, give when you can, uh, it's, it just, it's easier to do what you're, what you would normally do. You know, I, that's, it's funny too. Like just, it's when you don't have it, when you're just scraping by, it's the only thing you think about. It really is. Bro, bro, I've been there, man. <laughs> I, 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 I've completely been there. Um, and, uh, it's, it's the, the same thing. So it all started for me, for anybody who's listening, it starts with a budget. Mm-hmm. If we, if we get our budget right, then, um, you can, it's like reverse engineering for going forward so that you can, uh, begin to wh- whatever we pay attention to, we can begin to make the changes necessary. Yeah. So I, I, I try to tell people a budget is like a diet. Diet is like a bad word for most people. <laughs> but a diet is whatever your fucking diet is. If you're yeah. eating pizza and drinking soda, that's your diet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? All you got to do is write down, all I do is eat pizza and all I do is drink soda and, and love Cadbury eggs. Okay. <laughs> Why do you Cadbury think you're not feeling eggs. good? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now that I know it because I've written it down, then I can make change or not. Awesome. But I can't. But you're at least aware of it. it. Exactly, and it empowers you and makes you accountable. And then uh, you can begin to you can stop playing fucking victim. That's the problem. We yeah, play yeah, victim too yeah. many times, and we think other people are going to solve our problems, and they're not. It's you, man, and it's me. And Nobody. This is this is another. I, I mean, we're going quotes here. So Captain Fantastic, Viggo Mortensen, amazing, amazing parenting movie. Uh, one of the one of the lines is like, "Nobody is coming to save you. There is no cavalry that is waiting to bail you out of whatever. Like you have to deal with what you have to deal with. And the sooner you realize that, the it's what was it? Uh, it's not that it's <laughs> life doesn't get easier. You just get better at dealing with hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good thing to strive for. <laughs> Sadly, when we're, if we're talking red and blue again about Democrats, because um, uh, I'm neither. I'm neither. Uh, my wife is more Democrat. We've voted Obama and stuff. But um, my wife is straight down the what middle. We're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe green. Maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, um, but uh, what's it called? What you just said would sound offensive to some people as mm-hmm. though it's bootstrapped. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm sorry, man, but I can I can only count on Heath. In 24 years of me doing yeah. windshield repairs or doing acting, I could only count on Heath to do what Heath was going to do. I was either going to show up and do my job or I wasn't. Yeah. So nobody else had an impact upon me either getting it or not. No, exactly. It's, it's showing up, it, right? It's, you know, I just right. got off of a hockey game and I'm pretty tired right now. And 
but I know that I need to record podcast episodes and I'm excited to talk to you. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, take this energy by the way, after this, I'm probably not going to say another word for the whole night. I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to watch my hockey. I'm going to watch the ass game, <laughs> but like you show up for the things that are important yes. and that keep you moving forward. Cause you know, that's what you have to do to get to where you, your goals are. Absolutely. It's edifying. I mean, you're edifying me and this is a good time that we're meeting. I, I didn't know we were going to talk about all this stuff. I know me neither. Cool. I, I, I have so many acting questions, but I think I it's like real. This better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's real, man. We got to cut through that. We got way through all that stuff, that hard stuff. And like you just left hockey and, and you busted your ass. Um, I had a kind of tough day. Things weren't going my way. And at uh, six thirty, I got to go to Taekwondo. Yeah, and exactly. So we're, and we're both doing those things even to beat our body in submission. Day, you're going to feel better after you do Taekwondo because that's yes. so that's kind of what I love that hockey has given me is for for being in the mountains and all that stuff is just not quite the access to the parkour resources that I had uh, when I was down oh, the hill. And so I haven't been, you know, I just haven't had the time really to train. So I was trying to do like home workouts and just fighting myself for honestly, for like years, just like, Oh, I didn't fucking like, I would get on a good, you know, 30 day, 20 day thing. And then I would take one day off and I would look, you know, a month would go by. I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't work out. And I wonder, I feel bad. So what I realized though, with having the background in parkour, it was that when I was in my best shape of my life, Ninja warrior level, um, I was having fun while I was training. Like it was just, it was a good time. It was with friends. It was, I I was smiling and I was, you know, all that stuff. So when I found hockey, I was like, Oh my God, I get my cardio. I'm sore afterwards. Like same thing for you. Like you, you find the thing that you enjoy that also gets you exercise. I'm just, I, I think that's about self-awareness. You real, I, I realize I'm not the gym person. My wife is, she loves, she goes to the gym twice a day. Like, you know, if she's not working, she loves yeah. it. I can't do that. Yeah, because she can just be in her own zone. And I'm I'm actually kind of more like you. I it took me a while to come to the conclusion that I'm not going to uh keep myself accountable. So now my accountability is to everybody that I know at Taekwondo. I mean, mm-hmm. I know them by name. There's there's Alan and Alex and uh um uh uh Liz, uh Kevin's Kevin's girlfriend just started with me. Oh so nice she's there too. Um and uh and so, you know, now my accountability is not only to myself, but to them. I've got to show up 100%, for them. 100%. And, and having, and having and, teams, and, and it's, having teams that, you know, like I have, we uh, actually, the, the league that I play on on the weekends, we just got promoted to the next level up, which is pretty cool. But we have like a whole group chat and like, I really, really want to make it A, because it's fun and B, because, well, you know, I'm, I'm sweating and stuff, but like, I now have this community of people that, you know, I feel like I've missed out on if I miss a week. And then your, and then your creative mind is like, okay, uh, what, what military or not military, what, what, uh, 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 type of film can I make with all these hockey players? You know, you you start spinning wheels about like interviewing them, uh, having them on your show, putting together like a skit. (laughs) Speaking of hockey, dude, did you know that I almost DP'd uh, Army and Coop? No, I didn't know that. I was man. very close. So a movie that Heath was in that was fantastic. That script was so good, um, and you were awesome in it. Like I, I was so excited about that, and uh, unfortunately it went to somebody else. But that was I, I. I'm very happy that you were the lead on that. It fit, it fit you well. 
Thanks, my brother. Yeah, um, it would have been nice to have you on set. Um, oh, I know, right? Uh, this is and, a hockey and, movie for anybody yeah, wanting to go. What, uh, where's this streaming right now? Yeah. Um, so Army and Coop, I believe. Okay, so it was with, uh, it's with Bayview, um, distribution company, and I think it's on several platforms. Uh, Apple, I, think I saw it iTunes, on Amazon. Amazon, um, I believe it's on there too. Um, I'm not sure about Hulu. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, um, just about a, a rough dude. So Dennis Hefter is the, um, uh, writer director. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then he's a first time, uh, writer, director, filmmaker. And, uh, um, it was funny when I met him and this is how, how it goes with most of my endeavors with films since that one, since mm. that one, uh, is somebody says, Hey, Heath, I think you'd be great for this. And then they reach out to me and then I'm like, I talk to them. We sit down, have a beer, have some burgers, whatever. And then, um, and then I get the part, like, I don't, I don't audition. It's like just being me That's and being awesome. in the network gains me the role. And I'm like, yeah. this is, it's, it's weird. It's like low level Hollywood, man. Well, I was going to say, yeah, like it, it makes, and, and I think that probably works as well with Hollywood too. When you just, you have the right, you know, person the right personality the you know obviously you can't playing a character but you know you i think it actually brings me back to i think we met on the uh, doritos commercial back in the day oh my god with nathan westlake yeah, and, yeah. um yeah but Amanda that that like and... character that kind of oh like character kind of there's there's hints of that in uh are in you know the, in that movie so i think that are was kind of part of Part of like you would just your your vibe was right for it. Yeah, and it, it's it's an important thing for actors to realize um, is that um, part of the work of being an actor. And I forgot who said this. I, I'll use Nicholas Cage because he's for everything, right? <laughs> um, uh, I know I'm going to get it wrong. It's the wrong actor. I'm attributing it to the wrong person. But they said that um, uh, you know the auditions. And going to them, whether we landed or not, is still part of the job. That still oh, yeah. makes you an actor. Um, and, uh, and and so there's a lot more to it. But it's as simple as and can be as simple as just showing up, man. 50% of the job is to show up. If you show up on time, um, then you don't really have to be a great actor that the cinematographer the lighting the the dialogue all that's going to make you look good the editing it's going to make you look good no and that's 100 so, percent. Um, like and especially for something like that where you know they're really choosing you based on you know more more i mean obviously you can act but like who you are and um the the kind of the energy that you put off i think that's you know that those are some of the and you said you it's been since then that you kind of have had been just landing stuff yeah, so check it out, man. 08. Wait, was it? Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, 20. It was like 2013, 2014 yeah. for Army and Coop. Um, and so that time, uh, I was faced with the real dilemma. I had never put my business on hold, my Clearview mm -hmm. windshield repair. And I was going to be on set for a month um, as that actor. And I was like, I, I, I asked myself and I struggled with myself and I was like, God, I've got to do this. I, uh, this is what it's all for. I, I, everything I've been doing has led me to this very moment and I need to make a choice. And I made the choice. I was like, 
my customers are going to have to wait. So um, for anybody who cares, what happened is I told all of my customers, all my clientele, and I've got big ones, AutoNation and RTD oh, wow. and, and all this stuff. I've got, yeah, I'm yeah. blessed. It makes sense. Um, but I, but I told everybody, bro, I told all of them, I was like, Hey, I'm chasing a dream. I'm going to do in, uh, a film that I'm in and I'm a lead actor and um, uh, I'll get to you when I can. I'll still be in, in, in Colorado, but um, I'm going to be busy for the whole month. So I might not see you until the next month. And everybody cheered me on. They said, go get it right That's on. So we'll cool. find, we'll, we'll make our way through. Which is again, and when I came back, good people running businesses like that, they get it. They understand. It's not like, Oh, you're dead to me immediately. Yes. And, and transparency and openness yeah. and, and uh, honesty. Um, and when you do that, and when we're just people with people, when we're, when we're just uh, like ourselves, man, it shines like you can be a light. Um, and then, uh, and then, bro, when I got done, so I, I made no money as an actor. So um, I, I hope I don't get in trouble. It was like an $85,000 film. Um, and as an actor, I made no money. I have points. So I might yeah. get something on the back end someday. I mean, that's independent um, film there. But that's independent film. That's, that's the, the gold digging and hoping we get something um, pan for gold. Um, and so, uh, uh, but when I came back, the real blessing financially was that all of my accounts stuck with me, stayed with me, and they had a lot of work because yeah, I didn't yeah. work them for a month. <laughs> so, dude, I made 30, I, I, what did I do? Just like you want to do, I made $30,000 in one month. Yeah. And you just, you were grinding it out. Yeah. It's, it's well, and that's Crushed what, it. so like, <clears throat> great thing on that is with, with the showing up idea that like you showed up for the film, you let everybody know. So you did well on that. You had fun and it worked. And then you showed back up for the business and you worked your ass off. Because by the way, you hear 30,000 and you're like, you know, if you're in the film community or whatever, you know, kind of small like we are, uh, well, you're, you're doing pretty well now, but like, you're like, oh my God, this is a ton of money. Like, you know what that ton of money is, is a lot of days of work. <laughs> you got to work really, really hard to make that level of money. And that's kind of one of the things that I've yes. realized is like, it doesn't get any easier. It's just, um, you know, if you want to, if you, if you want to be comfortable, if you want to figure out the money thing, you got to be willing to show up and put in the work. Yes. Yes. And I think for a time that's true, but remember I told you, I'm listening to this new guy, Myron Golden. Um, one of the things he says is it dawned on him that it's, it's easier to make a lot of money in a little time than mm -hmm. it is to make a lot of money or than a little money over a long period of time. And, and it's almost like we need to break through that, that, that psyche that, that, that uh, has been instilled in us in yeah. like school. Uh, like if you and I were bound by what school taught us, we'd be working a day. Um, well, eight, nine that's, to five, that's literally what it builds you for locked in. What do you yes, think, exactly. by the way, anybody who is parents or in school, like, what do you think being at a desk for eight hours a day is, is training you for? It's a nine to five. They want you to be a worker. Yes. Um, and yes. it takes a lot to break out of that. Uh, I actually, when I finished high school, uh, my junior and senior year in independent study, and it was one of the most profound uh, mentality switches that I've ever had in my life. I was like, oh, shit, there's a different way to do this. And that's fine. Yes. Yes. And there is. And, 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 um, I believe that it's being entrepreneurial. I believe yeah. it's being, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, 
<laughs> again, the Myron Golden guy, he says uh, we're we're created, whether whether you believe it or not, we're created by a creator and we're created to be creators. And so we yeah. need to create like like there's a story of Noah Mittman. There's a story of Heath Hine. There's there's our book, and that's what we're like in and writing and living right now. It's that it's that classic Joe Rogan can, line of uh, "Be the hero of your your own life's movie." Yeah, and there's nobody can uh, do what you do. Correct. Um, even even if you started a podcast and you just emulated Joe Rogan because you dig him and he's cool, um you're not going to be Joe Rogan, but no. you're going to be Noah Mittman yeah. and he can't be you and you'll be really great. You know? Yeah. Uh, just like I, you know, I, I love Matt Damon and, and Jim Carrey. He's gotten a little weird, but I, I like it. I love Jim I Carrey. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not surprised <laughs> that he's like, yeah, yeah. when you have that level of wild in you, like, <laughs> and he's, yeah. an, and he's an absolute yeah. genius, but yeah, the, uh, He's got his, his the philosophical stuff lately has been a definitely a left field. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Okay, you so you've seen the one oh, I've yeah, seen yeah. where he's like, I'm not here. I'm you're not, not here. here right. is, I'm ex, in this body. Ex, existentialism. Yeah, it's outside. You know that happened. I'm playing the character of Jim Carrey. I'm like, oh, dude. But also, but also, <laughs> man, uh, his his uh, college speech that he gave literally is one of the best it's so good that it, it uh was some of the readings that were done at our wedding really that's yeah. fantastic man because you because it really resonated with you so and much. he empowered you yeah yeah really that's really incredible. If, you, uh, if you just if you youtube uh jim carrey commencement speech it is a if you are open to it it is a life-changing wait speech yeah i've i've seen that one. he's wearing that weird hat yeah, uh, yeah and he He's the he's got the robe on and just he gives the that just the, the the quote that's coming to mind right now is um, you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Beautiful, and he said that, and I think if I if I recall, he used his dad as an example, who yep. was a tax man who gave up musician, Correct. like and then he, and then he a got musician fired. and he gave up. Right, 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 man. At the end of it all, you get fired, you lose you your fired, job, you nothing, get a, you got nothing out of it, and nothing. you didn't chase yeah. your dream. Right, man. And that's why, though I'm not so, okay, if Heath, if, if Heath didn't do windshield repairs and have something that was already lucrative, yeah. um, that he's unwilling to give up for the sake of the people he serves and everything. I don't know why I'm talking to a third person. Fucking stupid. Jim Carrey's rubbing up on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, uh, if, but if I, if I had, uh, I had to follow acting i had to continue to do this yeah and i didn't even know i needed to do it and how important it was in my life and dude people just know i make three to five thousand dollars a year doing films like that's not a lot of money and it's by the way i'm in you're, like you're one of the busiest actors in colorado right <laughs> thanks man yeah yeah, I grind, like, I grind, I grind. grind. And that's still, it's under 10K a, a year, which is, you know, you need to have, which, dude, I can, listen, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I can make three to five grand in a week doing windshield <laughs> repairs. That's, that's, that's the measure. But the no, measure I think it's is good is like year, to find and, something else that you also are, again, your, your hobbies, you know, you need the thing I that did, makes you money. You need the thing that, you know, makes you sweat. You need the thing that, you know, you're, you're passionate about. And, and you're lucky that you're, it seems like you're, passionate about not only the 
the work of windshield repair, but the relationships and the, you know, the, the, the business side, which is huge because business is relationships. Business is relationship. It's absolutely relationship. Um, and, and I think both bode well for one another, man, like the acting that I've done and, and knowing how to perform, not to say that I'm going out and I'm, I'm pretending to all of my customers. I'm just, I'm a better example of, uh, of myself. I can, I yeah. can, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. can, I can connect with people because of characters that I've played or something. I get that so much in the, uh, I talk a lot about flow state and, uh, flow. I hit, I, I hit flow just as much when I'm making and editing a video for a client as when I am in the zone selling and, and pitching services to a potential client. Like, I love it. And it gets, I, I, you know, you come up with the random things to say that was the right thing for the moment. And just like, you couldn't, you know, there's only so much that's scripted on the call that I have to ask, but like, that's just you being you. And that's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. What? Well, I, th I love that. I'm going to use that flow state instead of the one that comes once a month. Ant <laughs> <laughs> flow. Ant flow. <laughs> that one's a... <laughs> this has turned into a progressive commercial. <laughs> progressive. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, man. So film, film, film is, I, I'm not leaving it. And if, yeah. I wonder well, what's I, nice is, you, is you aren't, you aren't, um, you you can really have fun with it because you aren't relying on it to in the stressful way yes. of I have to make this Which, be my living. You're you're absolutely right because one of the things, yeah, uh, uh, it, it changes the dynamic where it's not desperation. It's fun, and 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 when we and when we're desperate and we need that to to um, make our make our uh, bills, um, it changes how we how we uh, um, seek out and gain that work yeah. where it would be desperation. I need this man. And I, and I don't um, because I know I'm making my money with windshield repair, a legitimate business. And this may not be the path for everybody, but. It and here you are landing roles without auditioning for a few years, you know, like that's, yeah. there's energy yeah. on that. Yeah, you're right. I guess that is flow. That's flow, <laughs> man. <laughs> Well, I feel like I feel like you're definitely in flow when you're doing those, you know, grabbing burgers in a beer meetings like you are, you know, you have a good conversation. That's honestly how I've, you know, I'm sure you watch a lot of like I do like behind the scenes stuff for movies on YouTube. And a lot of that, a lot of the times, you know, how the actors got the job was just meeting with the director and they talked for three hours and, you know, went through a bottle of wine and really connected and then they got the role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I haven't watched a bunch of those videos that, uh, state that happens, but that's what I've, I've experienced. And, and what you do is you, you show up, you do a good job on the one and then you, um, uh, your, your name precedes you for the next one yeah. about how, how well you were, how easy you were to work with. Um, and then, uh, um, and typically, you're on the same project with somebody else who's got another project going and that's networking. Yeah. 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 And not, not in a desperate way, you know? Okay. So this is one of the things It's a pet peeve and you probably know it. It's just like, just like I do. And it's the, you can feel the desperation in some of the people when they're like, Hey man, so what, what are you working on lately? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, what am I working on lately? Okay. Well this, this, and this, and, and, and it's, it's like, it's leading uh... to, them asking if they could be involved and there's a right and a wrong way to do it. 
Okay. There's, I, there's a right and a wrong way. I love. I, there's organic and a push. There's. A, I love the film community, but I swear to God, at every networking group or every networking meetup, hey, what, what have you been working on lately? Is literally the only thing that people ask. Right. I should just wear That's a it. t-shirt to one of those events. Yeah. What have you been working on lately? <laughs> you should, because that would. Oh my God, that would get. Yeah. That would be the biggest. Well, like, that's it. I was gonna ask you that. You're like, I know. <laughs> I am aware. That's why I wore it. And, and 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 it's funny. You can kind of see those things when you've been doing this a long time. You can see those things coming a mile away. Yeah. And and it's the zeal that some of the people have when they're new in this. Um. And and um. Yeah. I just, I just say keep at it. I mean, sometimes I think part of flow is is realizing that this is a com, it's it's a uh, it's a community, and it's a compilation and camaraderie. It's people doing it together. It's a collective art, and we have to we have to seek out how we can be of service first. And if we're of yeah. service, then then it just flows. Um, and that's what, honestly, me, I've gotten me, I, a lot I, I, of it, the success with the, with the video business with, with honestly, which I found another passion for, which is small business, you know, is I say small business, but like local business marketing. Um, yeah. it's those relationships and it's helping, you know, when one of my clients gets, you know, in a small mountain town, gets 15,000 views on one of their videos and sells out an event. I'm like, Oh, we fucking did it. Oh my God. I'm like celebrating with them. I love that. Shit. I love it. Yes, that's a win. That's and that is it's it's giving back. Um, when basically, you, you were giving, saying is based in service. Yes, yeah, service. And when you end up giving them more value than what you charged them, that's a win. So that you charge them five hundred dollars and they gain fifteen thousand back, that's a win, man. That that or, means you know it, it whatever it may not even be monetary uh, value. It's 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 you yeah. know they looked. So the video specifically was about a, uh, they were doing a Thanksgiving, it was a local restaurant, they're doing a, a Thanksgiving special where on Thanksgiving Day, they always do a, a free buffet. So starting at two o'clock, they'll feed a whole as many people as they can for free. And it was you know, a really, really cool event for them. They do it every year. And to be able to get that mess, I mean, just their, I should say, even even if they didn't make money on it, their status in the community with it being publicly known that they're doing this elevated. So there may not even be a dollar amount, but it was just like, Oh my God, we looked so good. And this is something we've been doing. And like now more people know about it. Like that was a huge win for them. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No. Uh, Cause you've said mountain town, you're in the mountain. Where are you? I live in evergreen. In evergreen. What a beautiful place. Man. It's amazing, man. I love it. It's, it's, I uh, just yeah, it's uh, glorious. last I, I, month joined the Evergreen Chamber of Commerce. And we've been here for, you know, six years, but uh, we actually got married at the Evergreen Lake yeah. House. Hey, fantastic, man. <laughs> so now we live in where we got married, which is which is pretty wild. And the community up here is just incredible. I mean, similar with you, you have the the relationships with the, all these awesome clients. And that's that's part. I mean, that's that really, uh, you know, we're going to the to, to their Christmas party on on Saturday, like. It's this really yeah. awesome community. It's this, you know, you're all doing stuff together. And uh, it's just, it's, I, I have, I want to do the, I have passion projects in the back of my mind. That's, you know, is not going to make any money whatsoever, but is, you know, I've had, an, I had ideas for years. And once uh, I get some, 
as you said, budget, I kind of get some, some passion project savings going. I'm going to take them down. And, uh, but it's, you yes. gotta, you gotta, you gotta fund it first. Yes, that's, that's true. Or, and this has been the difficult thing for a lot of us is finding other ways to creatively fund it, have somebody else be involved. Yeah. Then sometimes, you know, you lose your vision because they take over your creative control because they're part of it. And, there's there's many variables yeah it is um and then there's and then there's then there's uh piecing it together like like little puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. where you just do a little bit this weekend a little bit that weekend as you have money that's actually back to kevin ward that's how he did it man it was like he financed all of board as hell Mm -hmm. himself and it's a big project, but yeah, oh, it's huge. Of, I mean, just the amount of I yes. can't the amount of hour. By the way, that you also put into that is just wild. Bro, I I I didn't. Okay, so I've done this a couple times. Um, uh, I can't recall off the top of my head what my hours were involved yes. in in yeah. in board as hell. A lot. But 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 it's simple to mark. It's simple to mark. There are 30 episodes and each day it takes me two hours to get into Satan and two hours to get out. So then we have a day of filming in there. So each day call each day, uh, a 12 hour day. So 30 times, uh, times 12. And this is by the Um, way, for everybody head to toe makeup, I'll definitely link board as hell uh, in the show notes. Like there's so much work that went into that. What is, what is your, I don't know if you can narrow it down to one, but what is your favorite Satan moment? Um, okay. So you've, you've seen all of the, you have us, you've seen yeah. all the episodes and, and, and I've talked to Kevin Q&As. about it. And what about the Q and A's like the, uh, Q and A's? Oh, no, 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 I haven't. I haven't seen all of those. Okay. I need to. So I'll, sh- I'll share those with you. And, and so the difference is the Q and A's Kevin left up to me to be, uh, on the fly, off the cuff, improv, uh, uh, improv yeah. the questions that people would ask. Um, and so that's like quintessential. Oh, wait, so you made up the questions? No, yeah. So, so there'd be a question like, "Hey, Satan, you know what? What do you think happens okay. to um, uh, 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 aborted babies?" And and then I'd say, I'd say some nuts stuff, man. Like, well, you know, every bouncing baby boy that comes to hell, <laughs> you know. And I, I just, I just riff, man. And so I loved those because they were quintessential me. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just riffing. And I, I had freedom in it, um, but I also love like all of the character that uh, and 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 Kevin's dialogue that he um, injected into the character. Yeah. Um, and and it, so, it, it was so. Uh, I mean, I think it worked well because it was so fluid between the two. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you knew gave, each other's voice. Yes, he gave me a lot of freedoms, but um, here's here's what's really strange. Um, so there's a thing in the Bible that says that uh, whether in pretense or in truth, the gospel is preached. And mm-hmm. so that means whether you're joking about it, whether you're making fun of it, it's still being preached. Right, and, right, right. And Kevin had all kinds of scripture in there because he used to be Mormon. Um, when he was I did not kid. know that. So, so yeah, there you go. So he had all this. He had all this scripture like that he would like. He probably disdained. He really kind of hated. So he put it into this to to mock it and make right. fun of it. But so to him, it was mockery. To me, it was like, yeah, this is scripture, man. This right. is good stuff. We <laughs> were so we were talking did. about, we it, loved it how um, it was like the, I know, you know, I'm sure Board as Hell had got, got some people nice and riled up. But the fact that there was like, listen, you don't even know the guy playing Satan has a cross. He's wearing a cross under that costume. 
absolutely, man. <laughs> so like he just oh, got man. so into the character, but it was like such a good like, you know, don't 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 judge the book before you kind of figure out more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And and you know, some of the things that I, I, I contended with, and I know I still haven't answered your question. What my no, favorite dude, I... Satan was? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The favorite go, Satan was probably the last one. It was probably the Satan and Trump. Because okay, yeah, it was yeah. the two of them together, and and I got to be two characters, and and it was movie magic because yeah. they're on me for one, and then on me for the other. Which you remember, were Eddie Murphying it. Yes, yes, it was Nutty Professor, man. Yeah. And, and so for Kevin, I think it's real fun and creative. And he gets to he gets to orchestrate it, um, and for me, I got to portray it. I got to I got to play them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was probably my favorite one was the because uh, uh, I think they're both Satan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Not too different. <laughs> Pretty fine line. <laughs> it's it's so. even even in the characters, like even in like when you see. <laughs> I, actually, that'd be really funny to put some of tr- like a Trump speech and then put some like of you and characters sitting next to each other. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Kevin oh. told the story about when you guys were filming downtown and you uh, there was free parking and you ended up getting out of the car in front of a church as it was letting out. <laughs> yes, it was makeup. a Catholic church, a huge <laughs> church. And then I'm throwing around this feather. Uh, they put on me this uh, uh, feather boa that was a rainbow. Yeah, for a pride parade, for pride, yeah. <laughs> and I just strut off in full <laughs> hooves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the god! The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> you can, like, we um... could do. I could honestly just do an. Ent- I would. Oh my god, it would not happen. But <laughs> doing an entire podcast interview with Satan would be fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, oh man, it zing and zing. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the funny thing. Oh, people don't know this. Here's what's real funny because it's Kevin's creature. It's his creation, right? right? Um, and his show and his 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 mind. Um, so what he would often do, man, is just like a director, he'd whisper in my ear. He'd be the little devil on the devil's shoulder, whispering yeah. into my ear, telling me something to say. He'd say, he'd say, well, what about that? <laughs> That's, That's a blast great. for you. <laughs> That's a blast for me. Blast for you. And, That's yeah. like uh, how Adam McKay runs film sets. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen Adam McKay. Uh, one like, of the uh, uh, what were those guys? The uh, Step Brothers. They the He's ones done... that had the girl. Step Brothers. Okay. He did uh, uh, Don't Look Up. He did. He's done a ton of stuff. Dude, but I love Don't Look Up, man. He'll be on the microphone at the monitors saying, or he uh, he also did Anchorman. Uh, he'll he'll be like, say this, and then they'll crack up. Like, okay, we'll go with that. So he'll just like he'll be riffing with them from behind the monitor. That's fantastic, man. I love that, especially yeah. for um because I'm I'm. <laughs> Uh, remember I was a super senior, so I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but like, I, I, I don't have a really great memory for the most part. Um, and so, uh, it does help when I have a director that can like, kind of like feed me lines. Cause, cause I'll have the lines and I'll do my best to memorize them, but then I stay on, on track, but then they can, th- um, uh, I'm such an empty cup that they could throw more zingers at me that I, that I throw out. Oh yeah. So I, I love that when directors do that, man. It's it's the yeah. cool it's like the ultimate collaboration. Yeah, it is. So here here's a here's a um, fun one that may be kinda of kinda of hard. Okay. What is what is the title of your memoir? 
Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is a tough one. Title of memoir. Talking state um, and and, uh, and improv to the, the deepest question of the interview. <laughs> I I know it. I know it because okay. this is one that I actually live by for my okay. for my acting. And it would be um uh I've become all things to all men that I might win the more. There you go. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um and so so the, the scripture, I've got that one memorized. I just said I don't have a good memory, but it's, um, uh, let's see. For though I am, for though I am uh, free, I've made myself a slave uh, to the Jew. I've become as a Jew that I might win the Jew. To those who are under the law, as though under the law. Um, as uh, to, those, to those who are without law, as though being without law, not without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I might win the more. Um, I be, uh, to the weak, I become weak that I might win the weak. I become all things to all men that by all means I might save some. And I do all of this in the gospel that I might be partaker of it with you. And what that means to me in way of like being an actor is I can, it's a, it's a playground, a free place for me to be any and all characters. I'll be the good guy, the bad guy and anything um, because it allows me the opportunity to, um, to like, become and understand whatever character that might be um and uh portray like all, all of us man all of us are kind of a <laughs> i was gonna say spectrum all of us are a spectrum yeah. of color of of attitude of character and stuff man like who hasn't been mad who hasn't been happy who hasn't been sad who hasn't been fearful who hasn't been joyful yeah. we're all those and i think that i just i like to glisten as as all as many of those as I can. I like to. I like to. And also, uh, bullshit. You don't have a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. I've, that I've been was working like a on paragraph. It. <laughs> <laughs> that was so impressive. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. So, outside of your careers, what is kind of a hobby that takes you away from it all and lets you like kind of relax? Oh man. Are you a workaholic too? Yeah. I'm a workaholic, man. I, I, I don't know. I, I, all of these things that I endeavor in, I, I, I kind of treat them as a work. So it used to be snowboarding. I could get away and snowboard. Um, then I had this thing called vasovagal syncope, which is like the, the head telling the heart to stop when the blood's pumping. And oh, so geez. I'm working that out with Taekwondo. Yeah. 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 I, it's a, it's a fainting disease. I, I'm a fainter, like a fainting goat. <laughs> yeah. Not good to do so, when you're bombing down a hill. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, uh, to what you said, um, what do I find to get away? It's uh, bro. It's as simple as this. It's like you and me chatting and talking i love people i love yeah. people so why I sitting this. down over fun. yeah so sitting down over pho man or uh, a beer or whatever i love camaraderie i love i love uh fellowship thing and hanging out with people hell yeah That's, i love that it really is it really is my release yeah that's super fun it sounds like taekwondo too taekwondo is i, I i'm enjoying it um I, i'm on that i'm on that weird plane where I'm trying to make sure that Taekwondo remains for Heath mm. instead of for others, because I, I've been a te teacher before in Taekwondo for about 15 years. I was a teacher. Oh, wow. And what happens is sometimes 
teachers need time to themselves because they're giving so much to others. Of course. And, and we don't allow ourselves that. And, and I, I had abused it in that, in that way before where I was showing up for them, but not showing up for me. And so now I'm showing up for me. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's, that's a big step for a workaholic. And I, I can, I know this, like I, it is. making time for you, making time for the stuff that you want to be doing is, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge thing that's necessary. Yeah. Now, I also think that um, what can happen, and maybe this happens with you, is everything kind of becomes fun. It's fun Yeah. to learn finance. It's fun to grow business. It's fun to, you know, it's a game. It's all a game and fun. I've actually been finding that a lot lately where I am pretty much every day looking forward to something. Flow, man. Like, And it's, joy it's and really, really cool. gratitude. Like, like, today, like, I, you know, had a good business call in the morning, went and played hockey. Now I'm here doing this. I'm excited to watch the Avs game tonight. Like, I have, I have, gen like, good days, like, for the most part. Yeah. Have you have you ever been one to have like um uh I don't know like depression or anything like that? Oh yeah. I know. Yeah, I Okay. uh depression anxiety was has been a big player um but a couple things uh getting getting the sweat on and having fun with hockey has helped a lot and uh I'm actually on a low dose of Lexapro which has been life-changing. Really? Yeah, Um, it does that only have to do uh, it so only for fixes depression? anxiety. anxiety Which uh has like been my wife what's has led to the depression, basically. uh my my wife has a lot of anxiety and it is i i think one of the things that really sucks is when somebody like a husband says ah just don't worry about it because <laughs> that don't help it doesn't help It's what it's exactly what she because she my wife has never had anxiety or depression in her life and like does I'm like okay I, she's like you know just I don't she's like what are you sad about I'm like I I don't know just something I, it's not it's just it's chemical <laughs> It's chemical. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no I mean just So again kind of doing things I'm excited about uh, making sure that I'm exercising uh, eating decently well and uh, you know the little bit of well, well I, the great hurt saying I heard was. Happiness doesn't go around trees, so sometimes you got to help it a little bit. Um, and it's great because, you know, I, I had been on other anti-anxiety when I was younger, and it kind of made me feel like a zombie or lost my appetite or all that stuff. And so I, for many years, just went without it and then uh, had several people say, hey, like, Lexapro's really been cool. So I, I tried it out, and it just, it it's the right one. that's good man and again it's it is it's chemical and so for you it might be a real blast and for somebody else it might not right Exactly, so exactly. but i but i'll but i'll, I'll um yeah because i'll remember lexapro for for my wife's sake because i think she had something before and i don't know if it was zoloft or Yeah. something and it was uh uh since she had uh, not really depressed i think depression and anxiety kind of go together um and so she's very anxious and um And when she took that, it made her apathetic and she didn't like being apathetic. Mm -hmm. Correct. And since she's a, uh, since she oversees like 700 animals here at Broken Shovel's farm, um, she doesn't want to be apathetic to Yeah. the cries of a goat or a sheep in pain. And, um, and uh, so she's afraid of something like Zoloft, but I'll, I'll look into that Lexapro, man. It just, so the way I describe it is it kind of, um, for so long, there was always kind of just a knot of stress and stuff in my chest of like, 
and kind of a constant like you feel like you're you've done something wrong you're in trouble with somebody just for no reason um and it's horrible. it took that away it just there's no more not in the chest i'm much i'm not like yeah i don't roll over as much like i'm not afraid to speak my mind more and um i'm not always assuming that i'm in trouble on stuff and it's been it's been fantastic Shoot, doctor, I should give you 500 bucks for this. <laughs> Send it to my Venmo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, that might be a great help, bro, for, yeah. for, uh, for, for my wife, man, because I, I don't know what it's like uh, yeah. for, for uh, deep depression or anxiety. Um, I have here, – here's how my wife has helped me. A lot of people don't know this about me, but um, – and I, I still – have a short fuse i can still snap but mm. i used to i used to like brawl in the streets with people i used to uh, do wow. hoodlum stuff breaking and enterings and and all that stuff i was i was i was a bad kid man um but it was due to and this is a warning for parents and i know you're a parent this is a warning that um uh it, it was it was um what was i saying uh it was I was acting out but due to being stifled in my voice I didn't have a mm. voice I didn't know yeah. who I was and so so it was very repressed suppressed and um and bro I didn't learn how to talk and this is to Amber's credit I didn't know, learn how to communicate or convey my e emotions and how I feel until I had my wife Amber mm -hmm. with me who started to teach me to speak about this acting also helps because you go through emotions yeah. and expressing and, and, and then you begin to get a vocabulary. So don't stifle kids in, in, in who they are and what they are, help them to grow in that. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I agree more. Um, yeah, don't 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 steal their voice yeah. before they have a chance to have it, man. Dude, I was 35 before I uh, was able to like have conversations with my dad, man. Like wow. about like heartfelt things, man. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean we're we're really yeah, far too, far too um, late. We're oh yeah no, <laughs> it's funny. I didn't. I had a good, I had kind of a good relationship with my dad growing up, but really when I became an entrepreneur, and we were able to kind of talk about because he also runs his own business um we've really been able to connect other than just you know the san francisco giants which is the, the main part of our relationship <laughs> um yeah connecting yeah. with connecting over business and connecting over you know how you know how that goes like it's it's a it's a huge thing but you know getting getting a good relationship before you're you know in your 30s is super important that's what one of the things we do as, as parents is yeah we never ever say the phrase uh because i said so we always explain exactly what's happening mm. and why something has happened. Right, man. Cause there's many instances where it's for their own good, but if you don't express why it's for their own good, cause they're going to, you know, they yeah. injure themselves or hurt another person or something. And, it, and, and um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, it's something that people shouldn't miss when they're, when they're uh, raising children because, well, you end up with a kid like Heath. <laughs> Speaking of Heath, what, uh, what projects do you have going on right now? Let me roll out the red carpet a little bit for you. Um, what, tell the people what you got going on in your life. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So, um, I think you mentioned a couple, um, I, I have uh, one coming up with 
Milko um, Davis. Uh, I've worked with him on about five projects now. Nice. So him and I are working well, real well together. Um, he's in the Springs, and what we're going to do is uh, – uh, what is it? Um, uh, oh, uh, Elves. Oh, Night of the Elves. <laughs> Sorry, a Christmas one. No. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, um, I got one with Kevin in Pestilence, uh, one with uh, Daniel Crocer and Elisa. Uh, Elisa, um, I don't want to mess up her last name. Oh, I, the fact that we even know last names is impressive. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and then, so that's... Uh, what the heck? Bobby Lee Black is going to be the, in that as well. And um, that is uh, when Bake Things Attack. Then um, Mark Grove is working on and, and editing right now uh, Kung Fu Hatchet Man and the Zombie Slavers from Beyond Space, <laughs> um, uh, which is real cool with James Liu and, yeah, and yeah. myself and Kevin Ward's in that too. And all of, all of Mark Grove's team. I'm sure you know some of them with like through parkour and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I you actually, know, I was, you know, I worked with Mark for like a while, uh, or I was, I was at his school for a while when I was younger. Um, but now I want to yeah. have him on. He really wants to talk about uh, film distribution, which I think is a great subject that he knows a lot about. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. I, I, uh, um, I started taking like his classes with the stunt team and everything like yeah. that. So I got this. I got the shirt. <laughs> I got the t-shirt. Um, and bro. I have to tell you, I learned, I learned a great deal. I learned, I got humbled was really what happened. I got humbled. I thought I was a stuntman. I purported to be a stuntman. <laughs> I was like, yeah, look at man. I'm a martial artist. I show up, I do stunts. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I am it's a whole uh, different level. I, I know how to throw. Yes. I know how to throw kicks. I know how to throw punches. I know now that it's choreography for, and that's why it's fight choreography. It's like a yep. dance. Um, but taking the falls and and landing uh so that you don't injure yourself injure yourself is an art yep um and uh so i no longer claim to be a stuntman <laughs> i am a i'm a i'm an actor producer and i can be action star because yeah. you know throwing a punch at a guy and him taking the fall is is yeah, that's well, easy yeah, for exactly. me very yeah, very easy day for you <laughs> yeah yeah. So, so, uh, that's what I have to say is I got very humbled in that class and it, and it, uh, um, it was nice. It, it, uh, and they were welcoming too, man. Uh, uh, even, even, you know, uh, against maybe popular belief or whatever, if people think that it's a closed circuit with Mark and they can't get involved, I, they can, man, they can be in his class and, yeah. and, um, and he's open to teaching decades of his knowledge base, man. And they're, they're yeah, very he's been for a long time. Yeah, so I dug That's that, awesome. and, and on on Kung Fu Hatchet Man, I'm a I'm an executive producer with him, hey. so that's real cool. Yeah, and I gotta and, check uh, that out when I'm it comes uh, out. One of the yeah, and I'm one of the leading actors too, so that's real cool. Um, it's kind of an ensemble with everybody, uh, and then uh, um, apart from that, uh, with Milko, there's two other movies coming out: Ghosters and. Um, and uh, killer witches from outer space that I'm in, and uh, and then a re-release I think of uh, uh, Jurassic Thunder. Yeah, so much fun stuff. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then and then on on like uh, Amazon Prime or is where most of the movies are. There's uh, 
probably six or seven films that I'm there uh, on and, and many of the Denver, actually all of the Denver people are on it, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause it's a tight knit air. Uh, oh, super. Uh, yeah. Place. Super close knit community. So, close knit community. Oh um, yeah, man. And uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty blessed in it, man. There's a, there's a lot going on a lot that's, coming I mean, you're, up you're you're busy with it you're busy with a couple things and uh it's that's all you can ask for is just working with creative people on fun stuff and as what as uh as as i like to say a lot you know making cool shit yeah man <laughs> it's been a blast um and and uh you know I, you remember patrick sheridan right yeah yeah so that dude, I knew him for a few years before um, I knew him uh, when he was a teacher, um, but mm -hmm. I didn't take his classes, but I took like a, a couple one hour sessions with him. Bro, he blew my mind, man. And he kind of humbled me too. And it was, he showed me like a film. We were watching a, a like Frozen Ground with Nick Cage, right? Yeah. And there was a scene that had like, uh, um, uh, I think it was that movie he'd show me some scenes and when things transpired, he asked me, well, how'd that make you feel? And I was like, Oh, you know, that was pretty epic. I mean, the, the way that the actors, you know, uh, uh, made me feel like, um, you know, emotional about the scene and everything, uh, almost brought me to tears and blah, blah, blah. Then he made me watch it again. And he took the sound away and he said, how'd that make you feel? And then I started thinking, he didn't even really divulge much. He just wanted me to think. And what it led me to believe was to deconstruct the aspect of filmmaking that is um, a, a technique and mm -hmm. art, not from the actor's perspective, but but behind the scenes, right? Um, and bro, it blew my mind. I'm like, what? Score and crescendos? They they manipulate and, and move my, my heart <laughs> in a direction for something? Lighting and camera angles and pushes? These things manipulate? Oh my God. And... and it made me feel really small as an actor <laughs> when some when when yeah, the when production so team does helping their job. It. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That actually what's funny with yes. that is one of the things that I think the Colorado market is big on is Hallmark movies and talk about the music, camera, all that stuff leading exactly how you're supposed to feel. Like and you know, there there is so much of that, but that's a that's a fantastic exercise. It's like really get the performance out of it, take away all the things that are helping the performance. Yeah. And that's why you know, so the the thing that Patrick Sheridan said to all of his students was um uh know, know your lines, hit your mark, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean which is really funny because not wrong. because sometimes sometimes as sometimes as act actors when we're overzealous, what we are is we're too extra. We cause mm -hmm. more problems on set than need be. Just show up, just do your lines, and let 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 the whole production make you look good. Right. Because there's a lot of people being paid to specifically do that. Yes. So not that this is good news for anybody, or not <laughs> that this is a good tip for anybody to take from it. But most of my zingers, most of my like one-offs and my 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 improvs are like by take three, I've already 